This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Jonathan Allen steps in. He grounded into a double play his first time up. Really the key play for the Cougars in this ballgame is San Diego had, or San Francisco had runners at first and third, one man out. And he grounded run right back to Jordan Wood, who turned the two. Double play, one ball and one strike now as uh, Allen swings. Yeah, like you said, a huge momentum part of the game. Robert Emery, who homered, is on the on-deck circle, and uh, then Nick Jovetich. That pitch is down low, 2-1. and one. Interesting guy there that has hit 17 home runs on the year and 54 RBIs was trying to bunt for a hit right there. Here's the 2-1. That's over for a strike. Four straight breaking balls right there, Jordan's thrown. Jonathan Allen, a transfer out of Los Mendanos Community College. He came in with uh, Jason Kresge, another kid, and they're both seniors now, playing their second year for the Dons, having a quite a year with his 17 home runs. I think that's the most I've seen of any opponent this year. Three and two the count now to uh, Allen. And here is Wood's pitch. Ball foul at the plate. It's all about locating to guys like this. He's proven that he'll strike out. It's just, and he's also proven that he'll hit the ball at the yard. And so it's just execute change-ups away and fastballs away and, and let him get himself out. But if you miss middle in, he's proven he'll hit it a long ways. Wood looks in, and here's the 3-2. Ball hit hard. Over goes uh, Matthews, makes a good play, and uh, Keaton Kringlin digs one out of the turf over there for the first out. Good play by Matthews. It had to go deep into the hole, and he one-hopped it to Keaton. Who, uh, Keaton's looking more comfortable and better defensively out there the more times he gets. Well, he had an unbelievable game at LMU, that game <laughs> three, right? And the best part about that was they were Jackson Klupp, you know, is his best friend, and they was telling me on the bus, that uh, Keaton about in the sixth or seventh inning of that game was like, hey, Jackson, I'm kind of like a vacuum over there. I'm just perfect. One uh, one, uh, one out now, and uh, Emery steps in. And, uh, well, I'll tell you what Coach Littlewood said on on his postgame. He said, Kringlin caught balls I don't even think he realized he caught. (laughs) Yeah. And then he kind of laughed. He made some great plays. Oh, one. Ball hit into right field, and Emery two for two in the game. Well, that's the funny part is he actually said that. He was like, that, that that line drive down the line, I actually looked behind me to say where to go, and I looked in my glove, and there it was. So it was pretty awesome. That kid is infectious, Brent. He is just a happy oh, yeah. guy, and I was just he, happy to see him have tough, some success. Tough to see him leave. Yeah, it is. It's been four years, a lot of fun with Kringlin. One man out and one man on, and uh, Jovetic steps in, the sophomore out of Missoula, Montana, 6'4", 215-pound left-handed hitter. And the first pitch is over for a strike. Jovetic, not a home run this year, 14 RBIs on the year. He's had 116 at-bats. This is his 28th start. It's interesting, he's 28th start, but he's played in 46 of the their games. So he's come in about half the time in the game as a pinch hitter or whatever. A swing and a miss, 0-2. Big kid. When we saw him last year, we thought this kid's going to be a, he had lots of 
home runs, but has yet to hit one this year. Yeah, you see that kind of size on a kid as a freshman last year. You're like, holy cow. 0-2 the count. I remember talking last year about the Montana baseball season. It just got to be so short uh, for high schoolers well, it is. with they, the weather. So Ball's they, fouled off. That's why you don't see too many kids on yeah. major college programs right. from Montana. You're right. Them in Wyoming, they don't play high school baseball. So there's not high school baseball Legion? There. They have to play Legion ball in the summer. So they get as many games as they can once school's over. But uh, until then, they don't play. So... Which makes sense because, I mean, in those areas, the weather's not going to get good until June. No balls, two strikes. Well, you talk about getting a guy under the radar, get a kid like this out of Montana that nobody really knows about. Mm. Pitches up just a little bit, Mm. one and two. Kids out there in left field snuck behind the fence and they threw a ball on the field. That uh, foul ball off the bat of uh, Jovetic uh, hit a car on its second hop out there. Probably wondering what hit him. They were going the opposite way, so I'm sure they didn't think it was a baseball. One and two the count. Here's Woods' pitch. That's down low for a ball. Came back with a changeup and uh, just put it in the turf. Well, every time I see uh, Noah Hill try to field one of those, I get a little kind of hot and sweaty watching him because of what happened in Seattle. You just, yeah. uh, that'll be a memory I'll never forget. Took that pitch ball and bounced up underneath his mask and hit him in the throat. 45 minutes later, he was basically wheeled off the field and into intensive care. And and uh, like you said, just now kind of getting back to full strength. That yeah, happened a couple of weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago. It's a vision that uh, I don't want to ever see again. It was scary. You were right there. Yeah. I mean, you were in the booth with me, but then you were down in the field and assisted him to the hospital. And here's a 3-2. Swing and a miss. Good change there. Jovetic swings and misses. Two men out. I know you were listening to the game, watching the game, wanting to hear what was going on. I guess he was well, he was the one. He wanted to hear. He it. told me. He <laughs> says, "You better be listening." And so, when he found out that Mitch had hit a home run in that game, well, actually, the most important part to him was he wanted to know if Easton got out of the jam because it was like first and third and one out in a close game. He wanted to know if Easton got out of it, and I told him he did, and he gave me a fist pump. He was pumped. So I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah, Walker with a strikeout and then a pop up to end the inning. And the Cougars went on to win that one and win Saturday to win that uh, series, two out of three. There's a fastball on the outside corner to Kyle Nail. He flew out to Jelic in center field his first time up. Game two tomorrow night, same time. Cougars and the Dons here from Larry Miller Field, 6 o'clock start. We'll have all the rest of the games here on uh, BYU Radio. And ESPN 960 will follow the Cougars throughout the however far they go. Swing and a miss. 0-2. A little bit of a check swing action, but went way around. And Jordan, boy, you can see him just kind of settling in, much more comfortable with all his pitches here uh, after uh, the first inning struggle. 
0-2 pitch. Swing and a miss again. And Nell goes down on strikes. No runs, one hit, no errors. One man left. We're through three and a half. 5-1 Cougars over the Dons on your new skin BYU radio network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Noah Hill will lead it off. He'll be followed by Brock Hill and then Jackson Clough. Hill has singled and popped up. He's one for two today. Average at 325 as he steps in. Cougars five runs on eight hits. San Francisco one run on four hits. Cougars committed a couple errors early in the first inning, but got out of that jam and skied. It's always nice when those errors don't hurt you, Brent. Doesn't happen often, but when it does, it feels good. One ball, no strikes. Cougars one of the top fielding teams also, uh, fielding at a 9-7-5 clip, which is excellent. There's a fastball on the outside corner, a ball and a strike to Noah Hill. In conference action this week, is starting tomorrow, Santa Clara's at St. Mary's, Pepperdine at Portland. And don't be surprised if Portland puts up a battle. In oh, that they one. will. Pitches a little bit inside. Pacific as at San Diego, and San Diego still has a chance for 12 and 12. If they ended up at 15 and 12, and they'd have to rely on some other things happening, they could sneak in as maybe that number four you know, seed. They, they have a couple of tiebreakers, which really helps them. They have one over San Francisco. They have one over us. So if we we get swept out of here and only and don't win a game here, we'd be tied with them, and they have the tiebreakers. So they have a couple little things going their way. 2-1 pitch. Hill checks the swing but goes around 2-2. Two two. Lamar is at Gonzaga. Gonzaga is out of conference this week, and LMU is taking the entire week off as they are having graduation. LMU will host Gonzaga next week in what will be a big three-game series that will determine a lot. Pitch is over for a call, strike three. Noah Hill goes down on strikes. One man out. And that will bring Brock Hill to the plate. Uh, Brock has singled and flown out to right. Hill single in the first, came around to score the second Cougar run. Inning the Cougars scored four. And Ornito's pitch is outside, ball one. As we see, you know, throughout, the, especially this season, is it seems like the uh, umpires early have the tight zones, and then as the game goes on, you see that expand. Which is just weird. Just be consistent the whole game. We saw that uh, the last four or five games. Saw it at San Diego State a couple times at LMU. Ball and a strike as uh, Hale takes the curveball over. Cougars up 5-1, looking for their 32nd win of the year and 16th win in the conference. And the 1-1 pitch, Hale hits his ball, third baseman. He's got it, and will throw Brock out, for out number two. Little splitter right there, got him out in front. As Wood is settling in, as so is Ornito. Ornito's problem, he's up to 61 pitches. And Clough will step in. Uh, Jackson doubled in a run in the first. His 49th RBI of the year and walked in the second. 
on four pitches. And here, first pitch to Clough ball. Fly ball, center fielder coming in, left fielder kind of come in front of him, and he will make the catch, Allen. And the Cougars are retired in order here in the fourth. Lorenz hits her errors. We're through four now, 5-1 BYU leading the Dons on your new skin BYU radio network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Thomas McCarthy will lead it off. There's a ground ball right to Sue. Brian's got it on one big hop, and he'll throw to first for the out. One pitch, one out here in the fifth for the Dons. And Ricky Urata will come up. Urata singled his first time up, then picked up a stolen base. So Urata out of uh, San Mateo. Hitting 206 as he steps in. And the first pitch from Jordan Wood is a little bit outside. Ball one. Boy, the good news tonight for the Cougars is Jordan Wood and how good he has looked. Yeah, so far really good. And that's what we need out of that guy. Here's the 1-0 pitch on the pregame show with Coach Littlewood. I said, you know, I'd be concerned about your starting pitching. The last couple of weeks just haven't been as sharp. And he says, I totally agree. He says, I think that is my number one concern right now. Getting those guys kind of back on the beam where they were. 2-0 pitch down low, ball three. Wood getting the start here. Uh, Easton Walker tomorrow and Justin Sterner on Saturday. Both those guys are sophomores. Here's the 3-0. Cougars are really going to have to replace some guys next year. Noah Hill behind the plate. Kringlin at first base, probably Clough at short. Sue at third. Pitches over for a strike two. Brock Hill in right, so, you know, five, six everyday guys. I think the pitching staff's in pretty good shape with the youth. Well, you look and at the And also, li- you know, uh, Sterner's brother, I mean, guys coming in. Yeah, I mean, if you look at the lineup just today alone. You pitch right back to, to uh, Woody, and he makes the play, shovels the ball to Kringlin at first. Of the nine guys in the starting lineup today, six of those guys won't be here next year. So that's a big turnaround. A lot of talented young kids coming in the recruiting class, and there's some talented guys that are on the bench right now. But uh, yeah, it's going to be a different-looking team. New guys got to step up and show what they can do. Well, when you look at you know the, the staff, I mean, Walker is a sophomore. Reed McLaughlin is a freshman. Sterner a sophomore. Zimmerman a sophomore. Uh, Lesser is a junior. But then you got... Uh, McIntyre, sophomore, he'll probably see more action on the mound next year. Austin Deming is a uh, freshman. And uh, guys, you know, can step up. And then, of course, you got Brady, who uh, mm-hmm. might be your number one guy coming in next year if he, you know, can get that arm trouble worked out and get his uh, strength back. Yeah, then we got big Jack Sterner, too, who had to redshirt this year, medical redshirt, because of his uh, Tommy John surgery. Sterner's uh, little brother, so little but big brother is what I call him. 1-1 one, one pitch over for a strike, and any freshman coming in oh, yeah. could have an impact oh, yeah. on the staff? We have. It's, it's our best recruiting class we've ever had here at BYU, and in the pitching staff coming in are some impact guys. There's four or five of those kids that can come in and be like Reed were this year. So it could be. That's going to be the strength next year. If I had to guess right now, it would be the pitching. Ball and two strikes. Pitch is a check swing, said he did not go. 
And then the fun two thing, two. the fun thing too, Brent, is then the position players that are coming in next year, they're so athletic. I mean, there's three, there's two or three guys that run just as well as Jelly does, and so you get those guys in a lineup. It's a, it's a very athletic and pressure type offense. Two two pitch, ball grounded down to Sue. He's got it on another big hop, throw to first, in time for the out, and the Dons retired in order here in the fifth. We're through five complete, 5-1 Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin BYU radio, uh, Sports Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin BYU Sports Network. Ryan Sapiti steps in. First game of the series, BYU versus San Francisco. And, a, you know, the Cougars are 10-2 and two in the last 12 games against the Dons. They have really played well. Pitches on the outside corner for a strike. The Dons won the third game of that series in San Francisco last year, if you remember, by a score of 6-2. BYU has lost just once at home to this team. They're 10-1 since May of 2013. Pitches way outside for a ball. You know what's funny about that series last year was San Francisco had to win one game of that weekend to get into the tournament, and they had to play us, and we won the first two, and then they ended up winning the third, which... They're kind of in that situation again this week where they, they have to win probably two games to get in. Here's the 1-1 pitch. Sapiti fouls that one off. Cougars five runs, eight hits, two errors. The Dons one run on four base hits. All of it came early. Cougars with four in the first, one in the third, and Dons uh, the Dons' lone run came in the second. Ball and two strikes. Here's the pitch. Outside for ball two. 347 down the lines here in left. 343 in right. 380 in the power alley in left center. 388 in right center. And 402 to straightaway center field. So this is not a small ballpark. And Sapiti hammers one center fielder. Came in. Now it's got to go back over his head. And Ryan Sapiti. With a double, and you get, kind of get a feel for the power this kid has. Boy, that thing just rocketed off his bat. And Villaroma, who's a very good center fielder, completely fooled on that ball. Uh, that's the hardest play for an outfielder, though, is that line drive right at you. And that puppy was smashed. That ball not hit high, but got over his head in a hurry. So a leadoff uh, double by Sapiti. And that will bring uh, McIntyre, who's two for two in the ballgame. RBI single in the first and a bunt single and scored a run in the third inning. Third baseman in front of the bag at third. Remembering that last bunt that uh, McIntyre laid down. First baseman about even with the bag. And the first pitch to Mitch is over for call strike one. Well, that first baseman better watch out. How about that ball he hit against LMU that was hit so hard that it went between the first baseman's leg and still got all the way to right field down the line? I don't even think it realized it was through his legs until it was through his legs. You're right. Should have been a hit, but it's hard for a scorer to give that a hit when it goes right between (laughs) the guy's legs. No balls and a strike. As McIntyre steps in, Sapiti, pretty good lead at second base. And the pitch. That ball, little number, third baseman's got it. He's only played a first base. He'll get McIntyre, but moves the runner up. Yeah, well, it's a good team at bat. You know, not what he wanted to do, but you're able to advance the runner to third with Keaton for a chance to add on to this lead. One man out. Crinklin steps in. 
See if it uh, looks like uh, San Francisco going to bring the infield in here with one man down and down by four runs here in the mid part of this game. Keaton Kringlin flew out to center field in the first and had a sacrifice bunt his last time up. Steps in against uh, Riley Ornito. And here's the first pitch. Kringlin takes that one down low for a ball. You talked about it's a huge recruiting class that the Cougars are bringing in, and in your estimation, one of the better ones that have ever been signed by Coach Littlewood in his seven years, uh, up and down pitching, and also some of the kids we've, we've talked about a little bit. Uh, great speed in that class also. Yeah, talented group, and really excited to work with those guys to mesh with these current guys. Here's the 1-0 pitch. That's outside corner for a strike. I'm going to be nice, remember, so I'm not saying anything. outside corner is starting to stretch out a little bit. So this is the best time to hit as a hitter. I love this time. Runner on third, infield in, less than than two outs. Hit a hard ball, and like 90% of the time you're going to get a hit out of it. Here is the 1-1. Outside for ball two. Cougars, uh, as we talked about Mike Littlewood in the third base coaching box, seventh year here for BYU. Has won a little over 200 games in his seven years, the alma mater of uh, BYU, and then coached at Alta for a couple of years, went down to Dixie State. And here is the 2-1 pitch. That's down low, ball three. So three balls and a strike to Kringlin with uh, Carson Matthews on deck. And here is Ornito's pitch. Kringlin takes that one down, low ball four. So runners at the corners now for the Cougars. Good about there by Kringlin laying off that uh, split finger pitch. Yeah, he wasn't going to give him anything good there, and Keaton did a great job. That's just a senior leadership of just understanding the situation and taking those pitches. Rather face the... Freshman in this situation as Matthews has singled and struck out in the ballgame. Well, the, the Dons have seen enough of Keaton in his career. He's owned these guys. He's hit so well against them. They don't look at his average this year. They, they say, hey, we've just seen way too much from this guy. One man out. 74 pitches now by Ornito as we are here in the bottom of the fifth. Uh, nobody throwing in the pen. There are a couple guys out there sitting on the bench. You might see uh, Carson here try to push bunt as a safety squeeze here and score a run. Sapedi at third, Kringlin at first. One man out. Cougars trying to add to their 5-1 lead. Here's the pitch to Matthews, and that is a breaking pitch over the outside corner for strike one. Cougars who are hot right now. Brock Hill, a 4.05 average in the last 10 games. Jelich hitting 379 in the last 10. McIntyre 371. And in a way, from on uh, from a pitching perspective, has been dynamite the last five games. Got a zero ERA 
Here's the 0-1, and that pitch is down low for a ball. I mean, he was crucial for us last week against LMU. Oh. His three outings were awesome. Yeah, he's thrown, uh, came in uh, and pitched five innings, gave up two hits, had seven strikeouts, no earned runs for Blake Inouye. Had a chance to talk to him Friday night after that LMU game. What a great young man. Very talkative. He could take over the radio. He could. Sounds like he might want to. 1-1 pitches, down low, ball two. Yeah, Brent, we have such a, just a good group. Fantastic young man, exciting type guys. I asked Kringlin, I said, what's the difference, Keith? I said, you've been here four years. What happened last year with that team loaded? He goes, this year we love each other. There's no, you know, that's, he says we, we give each other hugs in the dugout. We just love each other. It's we the truth. We're cheering for everybody. Two and one the count to Matthews, and the pitch checked his swing again on a, Pitch that's down low, and boy, Ornito just throwing nothing but breaking pitches, and right now the Cougars are laying off. That's a good take right there, breaking ball. Now 3-1 count. If you're Matthews, you're looking to hammer a pitch right here. Jelilich is in the on-deck circle. See there in the replay, didn't even come close to making a swing. And here is Ornito's 3-1 pitch, and that is outside ball four, so the bases are loaded for... Jelich, back-to-back walks given up to Kringlin and Matthews. Danny doubled his last time up, knocked in a run. He's hit by a pitch his first time up there. Well, it's a big part of the game right here. You got a chance to really blow this game open right here. You know, the double and then the advanced by McIntyre and then back-to-back walks. You have a chance to, to really, really do some damage here. Giortano. The head coach in his 21st season with the Dons as the catcher go out. It's a little bit odd. You think if you were going to use up a a visit, you you might want to send a coach out. And you know you don't see anybody no. throwing in the pen. You see one guy kind of getting loose his body, but uh, it's going to be his inning here. This situation. You know if there's an Achilles heel here for this team, uh, they've got an ERA of over five. So you you want to get into the pen. And a hit right here might put you into the pin. As Jelich steps in, first pitch, that ball's hit in slow roller, second baseman, loves it, throws to second, not in time. I think he knew he could not get Jelich at first. That was yeah, probably was, his only play. So Jelich, an infield single, I believe. Yeah, there's no an shot. RBI. With his speed, there's no shot that he uh, would be able to throw out Jelich. And so, especially with him sliding. Tried to get the lead runner, and it just great speed by Matthews to beat that out. Good play right there by the second baseman as he did everything he possibly could to try to get an out. The ball was hit slowly enough that he had really no chance with the the speedy Matthews going into the bag at second. Now the top of the order and Brian Sue, and the first pitch to Sue drops in for a strike. Cougars now lead by a score of 6-1. to one. Well, here's your shot. Here's your time, Sue. Here's your time to shine right here. Brian steps in in the midst of a 5-for-36 slump and takes that pitch outside. A ball and a strike to the Cougar third baseman. 
Cougars four in the first, one in the third, one so far here in the fifth, but one man out, bases loaded, top of the order, up trying to tack on a couple of more. Now the uh, Dons have a left-hander beginning to throw in the pen. And here is Ornito's pitch, and uh, Sue fouls that one off. Well, you know, they you talk about how their Achilles heel was their, their pitching staff, right, over a 5 ERA. It's probably the reason why they don't want to pull him in this situation because Ornito came in with a 2-5 ERA, and he's their guy. He's their best option to kind of go after this lineup right now. Ball and two strikes to Brian Sue. Ornito will work from the stretch. And the right-hander's pitch. That ball's hit pretty well. Left fielder coming over. He is going to make the catch. Here comes Kringlin from third base. He's chugging hard, and he slides in safely. Sack fly RBI by Brian Sue. That's uh, Sue's 17th RBI of the year, and the Cougars up their lead now to 7-1. to one. Yeah, good team at bat right there by Sue. Kringlin showing off the wheels right there. <laughs> scoring. He just got that off the end of the bat. So runners now at first and second base, two men down, and Noah Hill coming up as the Cougars have put two on the board. Uh, number 24 for San Francisco is the left-hander, Grant Young, a junior, is beginning to throw. And Noah Hill, who is one for three, struck out looking his last time up, steps in. And the first pitch to Noah Hill is down low, ball one. Noah with a chance to extend the inning here for BYU as they've uh, got a six-run lead. And Ornito... Trying to stop it right here. He's now up to uh, 85 pitches. This ball hit up the middle. Shortstop going over. Gloves it. And that'll be an infield single for Hill. He knocked the ball down. Saved a run. Saved a run. Now bases loaded for Brock Hale. Another base hit for the Cougars. Three hits in the inning for the Cougars. There's been two walks. And now Hale steps in. He singled it in the first. Flew to center in the second. Grounded out in the fourth. As Brock steps in, the senior out of Mesa, Arizona. And Ornito with the first pitch to Hale is over for a strike. Looked like he came back with a fastball there. He did, yeah. Kind of fooled Brock. Snuck it by him right there. He'd been, his first two at-bats, he started with a breaking ball. And Ornito, again, will set himself. And here is the 0-1 pitch to Brock Hale. That's outside. A ball and a strike. Cougars have... Matthews at third, Jelilich at second base, and uh, Noah Hill at first. Brock Hill's final weekend as a Coug. Huh, been a heck of a run he's had, hasn't it? I I thought that had happened two years ago. Yeah. (laughs) 
Here's the 1-1 to Brock. That ball hammered deep. Center field. Center fielder looking up. Hawk grand slam home run. Brock Hale. Cougars lead 11-1. Hale's ninth home run of the year right over the top of the wall in center. And what a way. What a great weekend for Brock Hale. What a way to end it here at home. Yeah, absolutely. I was just about to call that home run, too. I should just I should have went with my gut. Fantastic swing, and that's the dead center on a line. Great swing, Brock Hale. 37 home or 37 RBIs now for Hale. Here he goes. Here he goes. Trying to catch him. We talked about it, right? And Hale all over that pitch. Bottom of the zone and deposited over the wall at the 402 mark, and that's going to be it for Ornito. We'll take a 90-second break. Be back with more Cougar baseball action right after this on your new skin, BYU Radio Network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. All right, Brock Kale with a grand slam home run here in the fifth inning. The Cougars have scored six in the inning to blow this one open. They lead now 11-1. Ornito, who is the ace of this San Francisco staff, gave up 11 runs, 12 hits, in four and two-thirds innings. Unbelievable. Well, I hate to say I call it, but me and Coach Herring were uh, driving up today to the the field because we carpooled together, and I said, Hey, I have a feeling today that Ornito's not going to get out of the fourth inning. I really said that, man. Look what happened. Jackson Clough steps in, two men down. He's the ninth guy to come to the plate for the Cougars. And the first pitch is popped up foul down the left field line. Left fielder coming over. And that ball will find uh, down near the bullpen for BYU out of play. There's just something about when these uh, – California pitchers, these aces come here, that their breaking ball just isn't as sharp as they're used to it with this altitude and dry dry air. And, I mean, we did the same thing to St. Mary's earlier this year. Their, their two aces got, got hammered here. So just crazy how that happens. No balls and a strike. And the pitch to Clough, curve ball. Oh, wow. Real slow curve. 56, 56 miles an hour. Curve. We've never seen one of those, I don't think. Brent, you think we could top that if we went out there right now? Oh, yeah, I could I, top I, that. I think so. Wow, that was slow. My goodness. One ball and one strike. Pitcher Grant Young kind of hesitates in his delivery, the lefty, and that pitches up high for ball two. It doesn't have a strong arm. He's only 80-mile-an-hour kind of soft lefty, so he's trying to trick you out there. A little bit of leg movement and the old EFIS. Grant Young, 6.91 earned run average, two wins, two losses. Leads this team with 25 appearances. Pitch is down low. Young uh, has one save on the earth. Thrown 54 innings, giving up 82 hits. Opponents hitting 355 off the left-hander. Sapiti's on deck. 3-1 count. And the pitch is up high, ball four. So the Cougars have hit around again. They did... They hit around in the first inning. Now they've hit around in the fifth. 
So Petey steps in. Ryan's had another good game. He's got a couple of doubles. Let's see his average. Uh, let's take a look. Th- uh, 381 now. He's bumped his average up uh, 30 points since the start of the or 50 points since the start of the ball game with the two hits. He's two for three in the first pitch. Up high, ball one. I think that was, was that the fastball at 77? I don't think so. That might have been some kind of off speed. Well, I've seen this fastball at 80, so it's close. It maybe was a little cutter. Ryan Sapiti doubled in a run in the first and scored. Doubled in the fifth and scored. And here is the one ball pitch, and that's up high for a ball. That's at uh, 67 miles an hour. We're calling that to velocity as you normally don't see that in the collegiate game. But, uh, you know, he can be effective. It's just a normally is kind of short-term effectiveness in an inning or two. Yeah, it's tough. That's tough to hit, though, I tell you. Here's the 2-0 pitch. And Sapiti, little humpback liner right at the shortstop. He's got it, throws to second. And the Cougars are retired in the inning. Cougars scored six runs. They got those six runs, four errors, no hits, and one man left, or no errors, and one man left on base. We are through five complete, 11-1, BYU leading San Francisco on your new skin, BYU Radio Network. This is BYU Baseball on the new skin, BYU Sports Network. Now back to the ballpark and Brent Norton. Back here at uh, Larry Miller Field, Cougars lead 11-1 as we go to the top of the sixth. Jack Winkler. Will be the hitter, and the first pitch is over for a call strike. Ball fouled off. Uh, 1,554 in attendance in the ballpark tonight. That is uh, Brock Hill's second grand slam of his career at BYU. His first was down at Cal Bakersfield in 2017. I was down at that ball game. So uh, up and down the lineup, Cougars have hit the ball well. 12 base hits to five innings against Ornito, who's Arguably one of the top five pitchers in the conference. And that pitch is over for a call strike three. So Winkler goes down on strikes for out number one. And even better news is uh, Jordan Wood's performance. Boy, it's nice to see him back there throwing with confidence, throwing strikes. Yeah, and we need it, Brent. We really do to finish this year off. If we're going to have a chance to win a tournament and advance into postseason, you've got to have your starting pitchers on point. Riley Helen steps in. And the first pitch to Helen is down low, ball one. Cougars win this one. They almost certainly locked up a spot in the tournament. And uh, looking, I know the Cougars are looking for that uh, kind of that magical 20 win. That would They'd have to win five of their final six in the conference. There's a blind drive base hit into left field. A good swing right there. Helen with a one-out single, and that will bring up uh, Jonathan Allen. And the number one seed does get the advantage. They do get the good game, the more preferable game times down in Stockton. As we've, we've talked about with Coach Littlewood and you and I, it would be more fair if there were a buy involved for the first two seeds. That would really make a big difference and, and give those first two seeds a, a real leg up. But uh, so far the conference has not uh, decided to go that way, take six teams instead of four. 
Ball is uh, a little bit low to Jonathan Allen for ball one. Well, I tell you what, if uh, if we keep having teams play the way they have been this year for the next few years, it's going to definitely be a vote that's going to be uh, one I would think that would get it passed. Yeah. Because when you have six to eight teams like we do this year that are this competitive, it's nice to have the more that get in. Pitches up high for a ball. Well, and it's uh, it, it allows more teams to have a chance for that comp, yep. for that NCAA berth. Which, and, and this year, legitimately, you know, this this could be a year that you could have a champion. I think Gonzaga and the Cougars both mm-hmm. would, even if they didn't win the championship, well, you have a would chance, have an excellent yeah. chance getting that large berth. And Coach Littlewood said, you know, I, I think if we kept playing good and got to the championship game, I think we would get that berth. But, boy, with the Sunday play rule and with yeah. – that's uh, just kind of a strike against BYU that makes it very, very difficult. And and uh, for the NCAA, looking for ways to keep, kind of keep them out. I, it's hard to say, but I think that's that's happened in the past. Yeah, we just want to make sure we do everything we can to give our best shot to automatically get in because you don't ever want to put anything in their hands because you just never know how they're going to choose. Are they going to choose a you know a 30 RPI BYU team or are they going to cho- choose a 40 RPI SEC team? Right? You just never know. You really don't. Three balls and a strike. Here's the pitch to Allen. That fouled straight back. You know, the whole reason the league started to do the tournament, Brent, was to kind of help the RPI to see if you could get two teams in. Because when you have those four four teams playing each other that have good RPIs, it strengthens your RPI and your strength of schedule. And so... You know, back in the day, they didn't have the tournament. It was just whoever won the regular season, just like the Big West or the Pac-12, you automatically, you're you're the guy that gets it. Because you know how often the team this in the past five years, actually six years, that wins the outright league title? 3-2 pitch ball hit out to Matthews. He's got it on to second for one. The return to first, and the ball thrown high. And the runner will move to third. Uh, to a second base. Allen, uh, again, Clough there just overdoing it a little bit. Overcooked his throw over the top of Kringle, that'll be the third error on the BYU team this year, uh, this ball game. Yeah, it's an unfortunate error there. I don't think he needed to rush as much as he did. He thought he had to be quick there, but Allen doesn't run very well, and a normal throw there, and he'd have been out. So two men out, runner at second base, and uh, Robert Emery steps in. He's two for two. But as I was saying, Brent, the regular season champ hasn't won the tournament in like five years. So it just kind of shows you that uh, it's tough to do once you get to that tournament. Well, and it's and it's unfortunate for that regular season yeah, champ. It he, is. He needs to have. There needs to be some advantages built in for those guys, because they've done it over twenty-seven games. Exactly. It's like, what's the point of getting that if you don't give them an advantage? And and six teams and giving that team a bye would be one of those. Or you go five teams and you make the four and five team play a game before and the winner plays the one seed. So there's there's options to make it work. You just have to kind of think outside the box and, and try to make that happen. No balls and a strike to Emery. He has homered and singled. Home run came back in the second inning. Curveball over for call, strike two. One thing the coaches tried to do, Brent, which uh, the coaches voted unanimously for it, but we got turned down. Um, uh, by the president's council was have the number one team host and they get to host the tournament. That way you have your advantage of you are at home. But uh, just with multiple teams in our league not having lights, it makes it real difficult for those teams to host because then you you can't play more than two games a day and they have to start really early. Two pitches up high for ball one. 
because day two at Stockton, you have, you know, the two winners play, then you have the losers play, right. and then you have the winner play the loser. So there's just a lot of games, three games right. that will be played that day. After, so. the two, after two days, you're yeah. down to two teams. Exactly. Ball and two strikes to Emery. Well, and it's, it's just, uh, you know, I'm sure it's a budgetary thing. It's not a travel thing because half the teams don't know if they're going to exactly to uh, Stockton or not, so they're making, you know, those uh, arrangements late. Well, the last three years, Brent, the one of the teams, the last team that got in the tournament, they, they found out on the last day of the year when they won to get in. So you just... You don't One, know. One-two pitch. Uh, Matthews has got it at second base. Carson playing a good second base here tonight, and he will throw out Emery for the last out of the inning. 11-1 Cougars lead as we're through five and a half innings here at Larry Miller Field on your new skin BYU radio network. For more BYU baseball, let's rejoin Brent Norton. Jacob Munoz is going to take over at uh, first base. For the Dons, he'll come in for Riley Helen. So Munoz in, and you might see a bunch of changes in this 11-1 contest. And wouldn't you know it, boy, the first uh, oh wow ball is hit to Munoz, and he kind of stumbles, gets the ball to the pitcher. I think he got that play wrong. Yeah, it looked like McIntyre beat the throw to the bag, Can't. but he was called out. We'll watch it on replay here. Oh, he got him. Well, he did. He got him by a shoe. Umpire was right. He got him by a shoe. Fantastic job, umpire. You were right. Wow. You were right. We don't hear that too Great often job, umpire. I like it when umpires are right. <laughs> Especially after you question them, right? One man out. And Keaton Kringlin steps in, and the first pitch from Young is over at 56, the, the curveball. You could step three times waiting for that. <laughs> I mean, you got to get right up in top. Look at him. He's, he's moved right up to the front he of the sure box. He sure has, yeah. Kringlin got a little smile on his face. Kringlin cracked. That's 79. I think that was the fastball. Yep. 22, 23 miles an hour difference. 0-2 the count. As the Cougars with 11 runs in the first five innings. Highlighted by the Grand Slam home run off the bat of Brock Hale in the bottom of the fifth when the Cougars put six on the board. Cougars 11 runs, 12 hits. They've committed three errors, but those errors haven't hurt them. Although Coach Littlewood's not going to be happy about those errors. Kringlin fouls that one off. So the Cougars, uh, as much as you'd think they are on cruise control, boy, they can't be. I mean, they're they're kind of playing for their lives too, uh, with the with that NCAA tournament bid kind of hanging out there. You just don't know what you got to do. Ball fouled off down the third base side. At the end of the day, in the next seven games, you want to be sitting, hopefully in Stockton, and saying we've done everything to this point to give us the best chance, and that's by winning as many games as you possibly can. And now. Go play the tournament and see what happens. Because if you, you know, you, let's say you go three and three this next six games in, in league play. Kringlin kind of hangs off and then uh, pops one to right field. Right fielder comes in, makes the play. Boy, he just had to wait, wait, and wait. And then just kind of a half swing. Yeah, you'd hate to be three and three in the next six uh, league games going into Stockton. Oh, yeah, that, 
That's like, not going to get it done. Well, you, then you know you have you have to win the tournament, which yeah, is just that's right. a feeling you don't want to have. And every school has such a good number one guy. Yes, they do. You go against a guy that's particularly hot in that ball game, and you could, and you lose that first one. Yep. Like the Cougars did a couple of years ago, and have to battle back and yeah. win four straight. Yeah, to win four and games that's, in that's two days. They, that's what they did. It was tough. But it's uh, that's not easy. No, now this year not. the Cougars have the kind of pitching staff that could maybe get them through that kind of thing. But that's not where you want to be. Here's the 1-0 pitch to Matthews. And the other thing is, is who you're going to throw down there. I mean, you might look at, you might look at Wood or Sterner or Walker and who, that, who, which one of them might have been more particularly uh, impressive against that team that you're playing in that first round, and you might start him. That's true. You just go after matchups and go from there. It's not about one, two, three in the tournament. It's about you know who uh, who you might be throwing better against. That pitch is over for a strike. A seventy-seven on the fastball. Which is it's funny how this game is too, Brent, because uh, th- four years ago now we uh, we had to face Bailey against the Zags in, in round one, and we just smashed him here earlier in the season, and then. In the tournament, he struck out 15 of us and just completely embarrassed us. And so it's like oh, the guys are licking their chops like, oh, yeah, we got to face this guy. And then what did he do? He just owned us. So it's crazy how this game is so just game to game. Two balls, two strikes. And here is the pitch to Matthews. And a little looper left fielder coming hard. He's going to get there and make the catch for the out. Cougars retired in order here in the uh, – Sixth inning, 11-1, Cougars leading the Dons on your new skin BYU radio network. 